1: going on everybody pat to bear here and we are back again with another microsode for your listening entertainment i am joined today from the east coast by eric hello and i will be turning this episode over to our compatriot on the west coast brian is here a vast
0: ye scurvy rats i don't know that's that's my pirate for um, the
1: morning <laughs> that- I, I eat a lot of oranges to avoid scurvy. But... <laughs> That's
0: I right. forgot about that.
1: I still do that. And you I still do. will make that joke at the bar <laughs> because our bars carry oranges here. So I always get my drinks, even though I have to be a basic bitch and do like a vodka crayon because Bacardi Limon is not available at like any of the bars. There is one bar that what? has Bacardi Limon the rest of them don't carry it and it's it makes me so sad so i've become a basic bitch in chicago and i just do vodka crayons that's so but, insane
0: is that like a is, is lemon like than a southern or like I just that's bizarre i've never heard i that. don't
2: know now i'm I mean, gonna
0: find out if that's common here or not i've never asked for it but i will
1: i don't think yeah i don't think it's i don't think it's common i don't think it's a common flavor so you might find like other Bacardi flavors like uh Uh, like a raspberry or like something that's a little bit more common. I think Lamone, I don't even know how I stumbled upon it. And I'm pretty sure I'm one of the few people that kept it going at Parliament House that like (laughs) made it be reordered over and over again. And I'm not mad about it. But uh, (laughs) that scurvy and pirate talk is a lead into what we're going to chat about. I am going to turn this over to Brian, though, because out of the three of us on this episode, I have the least uh, amount of episodes under my belt, but I am still here for the conversation because uh, why the hell not? I can always uh, throw in some witty comments and uh, maybe a couple of uh, things that I've noticed as well. So without further ado, Brian, take it away. Tell the listeners what we're talking about on this fine episode.
0: Well, so I actually proposed this uh this episode uh, about Our Flag Means Death, the new HBO comedy um, adjacent, let's call it, series about pirates in the 1800s, the 1700s and 1800s. Uh, the dates get a little fuzzy. I think it's like, you know, beginning. 18th late-
1: century, 1700s. There we go. I believe. Sure.
0: I like that. Um, and I. Pick this surprisingly Because I don't think I realized And so I'm kind of not sure how to tread here But I don't think it's really a spoiler Because you're going to see If you're on social media at all You're going to start seeing things If you haven't already about this show That also may surprise you As they surprise those of us who watched it Uh, It looks like from the advertisement A fun little romp about pirates And you have this delightful uh, actor Who I absolutely adored Everything they've been in uh, Reese Darby um i don't know I, I know him best and i think pat as well uh and probably eric as the the manager of the flight of the concords um but he's done a lot lately in in major um motion picture uh entertainment uh, eric what's another good role for reese darby
2: um let's see here
0: I'm trying to think, like just off top of my head. He does like, a lot well, of voiceover work. Lately. You're right, actually. You probably have heard him if you have not seen him. Um, but uh, he, uh, yeah. Oh, he he was in the original "What We Do in Shadows" as well, um, and I guess he was in "Yes Man," uh, which I did not see. So who knows? Um, very very crisp New Zealand accent. Uh, very uh, delightfully, uh, just just uh, naturally funny and, and sort of uh, bumbling, kind of like a Peter Sellers-ish person, if you're familiar with Peter Sellers. Um, but anyway, Reese Darby's is the lead uh, gentleman pirate uh, Steed, not Steve, Steed Bonnet. And uh, we will talk about this quite a lot, but Steed is actually a, uh, Captain Bonnet, I should say, is actually a historical figure. Um, in, in learning about the show after watching it, I realized and read that this, is, this show is based very firmly in facts. It is not um, it, it is not like uh, going to be, be beholden to those facts. It is going to take flights of fancy because it is a comedy and it is kind of its own thing, but it is rooted fundamentally in a relationship between Captain Bonnet and the infamous pirate uh, uh, my god, my brain's not working uh, Blackbeard, Blackbeard. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why. That's like the one thing. It's like everybody knows Blackbeard. So um, Blackbeard is, you know, a legend, right? Legendary pirate. Um, but uh, the real the reality behind uh, Blackbeard has probably been obscured a lot because all we think of is the kind of cartoonish portrayal that uh, Blackbeard has had in our in our media over the years. You know, cartoons. Uh, wasn't there a Blackbeard in, at one point in um, Pirates of the Caribbean? Right. Did they do yeah. a Blackbeard? Yeah. Um uh, I forgot who uh, which the
2: Yeah, which third or fourth movie?
0: Okay. oh, is that the one that um um uh the guy from Deadwood played? Um
2: Yeah, 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 Okay, yeah, I don't think I saw that. I one. can't think of his name, but yeah, I can yeah, it, it was the guy from Deadwood.
0: Brain's not working. Um it is early for well, most of us. But anyway, so uh let's say grounded in truth, but it goes from there and tells its own story. So if that's all I knew. I knew. I, oh, and, and I'm bearing the lead here So as much as I love Reese Darby, I think all of us and and more of us probably are familiar and love Taika Waititi, who uh, the name again? If you're just you don't follow those things, uh, he was the director and the voice of what Korg in uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Um, not well, the old, uh, th- sorry, uh, yeah. yeah. Thor Ragnarok, Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah, and Thor Love and, and he,
1: Thunder. And, yeah, he will be as well in, in Love and Thunder, but that hasn't come out yet, so... No,
0: no, no. I'm, I'm from the future, this is why my brain's not working. Uh, so, he's also been in um, What We Do in Shadows, he's one of the big forces behind what we the things we do in Shadows. Am I saying that right? The things we do in Shadows?
1: What We Do in Shadows. It is What We Do in what Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. In the we're... movie and the TV show, right? He was uh, one of the yeah. creators of the, the film...
0: He is uh, one of the creators of the film with Jermaine Clement from Fly the Concords, and he is uh, a character in the movie and in the TV show. Uh, I think it's the same And he character. was also
1: a rat catcher.
0: Oh, yes, so oh, thank you. I knew there were more roles, and again, he's been in stuff. Uh, Jojo Rabbit was one of his uh, movies, and he was, I believe, in that as well. Um, and I want to
1: say there was something else recently that came out that I didn't realize he was in. Mm-hmm. Um
0: free guy i guess he had a role in that yeah right? he was in
1: free guy okay now maybe i am just thinking of uh, of
2: that so so oh, he's my, gonna be a light year
0: yeah i don't know i forgot what he played. oh think he plays the dog maybe in Lightyear, like the the companion pet whatever
1: oh well don't, right. don't quote me so? on that
0: i just yeah i just saw that uh, i've been stalking on social media just because uh there's so many great images of blackbeard so so like Take those two amazing New Zealand actors, pair them with a glorious cast of miscreants that are all in different states of uh, effectiveness as pirates, some being very uh, ridiculous, some being very sincere and and scary. And that's, uh, at its core, the story of of uh, what we do, or uh, our flag death. What we do on a pirate ship? What we do on a pirate <laughs> ship, thank you. <laughs> uh, I'm sure someone else is like, you know, put those two together in a new little whatever. Um, but Eric, before I go on and keep prattling about a much I love the show, uh, what did you think? Where where are you at with this? What what did you expect, and, and, and how was that surprised or uh, subverted?
2: Um, I'm about three-quarters of the way through the season, and I've enjoyed it so far. I didn't realize how much of a relationship they were going to build between um, Steed and Blackbeard. um, And kind of combine their two crews for a while. Um, I found that pretty interesting. Um, I thought it was kind of be a kind of a one-off, oh, Blackboard Beard, and maybe come back to him for the finale of the season uh, kind of thing. And he was just going to be built up as this huge figure over the course of the season and then be revealed towards the end. Um, so it's interesting they went that direction. I've also enjoyed all the cameos uh, uh, from all the bit characters. Um, so we got Leslie Jones as this pirate mercenary
0: bitch who's amazing. Uh, uh, Nick Kroll and, uh,
2: what's it's her like name? Like a French aristocrat. Oh, Christian okay. um,
0: Shaw. Uh, yeah. delightful. As ever, every time she shows up in anything, Fred Armisen. That episode is- was
2: just amazing in and of itself. That's what I was going to say. I,
1: Fred Armisen is a bartender, right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Fred Armisen's great as the bartender and Here's one a- of Jackie's husbands.
0: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Jackie, uh, is the, is the, uh, Leslie Jones, uh, pirate uh, queen. Uh, you don't, you have probably, I don't know, Eric, you may have gotten to it, but Calico Jack shows up play. Yeah, I haven't by, got to
2: him yet. Yeah.
0: I will spoil this. It's not, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why people would be surprised. It's, it's, it's Will Arnett delightfully, yeah. uh, portraying, um, uh, the Calico Jack who's also another famous pirate. Um, there's other people, a lot of British actors that I have seen before, but I don't know their names. Uh, a couple that play recurring or, or, or different roles that
2: they come back. It's kind of interesting. Um, I, I really enjoy that... the relationship between um, Olawande and Jim. Yes.
0: So let's talk about Jim because uh, Oluwande is fantastic, by the way. Uh, I forgot I've seen him in something else and I love him a lot, that actor. Uh, <clears throat> but Jim. So one of the things Eric kind of alluded to, but didn't explain, and I think we're going to just spoil it because honestly, at this point, again, you're going to see everything about this very quickly. This is the queerest show on television right now. I am. I am sure that there are other shows out there that are, uh, if it could equally, you know, vie for that title, but I was so blown away by this mainstream, like quote unquote mainstream or whatever, but pirate show on HBO being just so queer and delightfully. So uh, Jim, Jim, Played by a, a non-binary actor, Vico Ortiz, uh, is a non-binary pirate. Though in the show, you 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 pretty much realize after a very quick amount of backstory that you know it, she was a she at one point, point. Uh, and they don't have the terminology necessarily. You know, in this era, they don't they don't there's some anachronisms, but they don't like you know lean in on like oh I'm non-binary, and they don't have a very special moment. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I
2: mean, um, after she's been revealed to have been in disguise as Jim, um, to, to kind of help, I don't know, in one way to ease the crew and more comfortable that she's still around on the ship, she still goes by Jim. Um, and I did notice that the crew uses a lot of they, them pronouns when yes. talking about Jim. Yes. Um, I love that. That's subtle. Like you don't pick mm-hmm. up on that at first
0: unless you are listening for it. And then you go, Oh, that's what they're doing. And that's fine. I think that's, that's appropriate. And, and it makes sense. But uh, Bonifacia is her, uh, bo- her born or her dead name, potentially. I don't know, probably not dead name to them because, you know, it, it, they are still very fluid in what their, uh, their, their identity is. But uh, her story is very cutthroat, revenge oriented, like her family was, you know, destroyed by this, this one of the husbands of uh, Jackie. And um, she has a great arc, or, or sorry, they have a great arc. And, you know, you get the backstory. You find out that she was raised uh, as a girl by uh, nuns. And then pretty much since then has kind of charted their own path as this this badass uh, assassin. Uh, but yeah, the, uh, the, the love story that sort of blossoms uh, with them and, um, oh God, what's his name again? I forgot the, the other one Oluande, Yes. Yes. Uh, there, it's, it's nice. It's nice. It's, uh, there's a couple unexpected love stories. That's one that I really enjoyed. I don't know if you, you probably, Eric, you've seen this, Pat, I don't think you have. Um, there is a, um, kind of a foppish, but very out. You, you find very quickly that they're, they're, they're openly like queer character, a uh, gay um, uh, but he's like a scribe, um, and he he kind of falls in with uh Black Pete, who is this like kind of wants to be a badass, but he's kind of got like a lisp going, and he he also finds out he's just a little ineffectual himself. Like the, all, all of the main crew of the revenge, uh, Captain Bonnet's ship are pretty ineffectual as pirates, um, so they have a relationship that kind of comes out of nowhere. You're like, wait, wait, what? This is fantastic, <laughs> um. Uh, and I love both those actors too. Uh, I was trying to find the, um, the one that played the, uh, scribe. Oh, Nathan Fo- uh, Fode played, played Lucius and, um, Matthew Marr played Black Pete. And I'm not familiar with either one of them, but they are both great. Um, uh, Eric, I don't know. What, what, what else have you noticed and picked up so far about, uh, about the queerness of the show?
1: Well, can we, before we go on with the queerness, um, we haven't even mentioned the fact that Hodor is Wee John. Yes. Like thank you. who, oh, Well, and I guess it kind of still does go with the queerness because I mean, he is uh, queer himself. So mm-hmm. like when I, before I watched the show and knowing that we were going to, we were going to do this episode, normally if I haven't watched it, I will just sit out the episode and I was like, oh, you know what? I have a four day weekend. Why not catch up on some new television? Uh, instead of just replaying drag race videos over and over on YouTube, and I was checking out the cast and I was like, okay, cool, like all of these very interesting characters. And then I'm like, wait, Hodor is in this, and uh, I, I'm 100% down for it. Christian Narn is his name, and uh,
0: yes, Hodor. And and I don't know that he's done a lot else, but he does DJ quite a I lot, say he's
1: he DJs a lot in between,
0: <laughs> um. And, and and you will be delighted, uh, those of you who are fans of you know Game of Thrones, that 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 Christian gets speaking role, uh, speaking role in this the show. It's not a uh, Hodor esque, you know, just say very little. However, I will say that uh, Christian's character is 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 probably very true to Christian, I, I, from what I understand, maybe of him outside of uh, you know outside of acting, but he's so far not had a love interest. So whether or not he's queer in any uh, demonstrable way. Uh, they, they really haven't dug into, which is funny because, yeah, he is an out, you know, performer on the show. Um, so, yes, I didn't want to bury that. That's certainly a very, uh, you know, he's a great addition. But 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 Eric. So you've noticed some of the things going
2: on with uh, old Steed and uh, Blackbeard, huh? <laughs> well, I don't necessarily. As far as what's happened with them, it's it's. A friendship, certainly, and hasn't become anything Um, sort of physical or romantic. Even if the episode I just watched where they're out treasure hunting, um, (laughs) Lucius kind of frames their relationship as equaling a romantic one. um, Just in the way that uh, uh, they like each other um, kind of because they're pushing their each other's boundaries um, as far as what they know. And, um, their interests and whatnot um, but I was kind of surprised at how um, kind of and granted they're all men except for Jim on a pirate ship and I'm sure plenty of homosexual behaviors happened on pirate ships back then um, just because you got only men on a boat and it wasn't men are going to do what men are going to do
0: it was it was all Navy everything. I mean, the reason the Navy is looked upon as a fairly queer service branch, and also uh, just you know, sh- th- there was a lot of buggery going on. Uh, in, yeah. in, in in from what we know, I mean, the problem is it's all sort of and sea stories, so to speak. Uh, some, some very little of it was documented in any way. However, uh, it does not uh, take a lot to imagine that if you lock a bunch of men away for months and months at a time with very few port calls and lots of tight quarters, uh, that, that that's going to happen. Now what's delightful in this is as much as there was probably lots of buggery going on, uh, you know, just, just fornication and, 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 shenanigans. They, uh, they do explore more of the tender side in this and give it more of a romantic flavor, which again, probably absolutely d- happened.
2: Um, right. and, and, yeah. uh, um, it, it's kind of cute, uh, when, uh, Black Pete ends up, um, whittling that gift for, um, Lucius and, um, but it was interesting in those episodes leading up just how much no one seems to care on the ship. Like it, it's, it's just a thing. Yeah. Um, like, like apparently Lucius has sketched most of them.
0: Uh, yeah, that's a great moment when you get what, one of the Blackbeard original crew getting uh, this, this delight. Yeah. Fang, the delightful, yeah. older polar bearish type guy laying naked across the, 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 the little, the little, la- the little place in the captain's quarters. And then Lucius is, uh, is, uh, is sketching him.
2: And, and it was funny because Lucius, uh, flirted slash kind of seduced him into being drawn to get out of doing his chores.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so, uh, oh God, there was a thought and now it's gone. So uh, they, they do a lot of this. It's very delightful. Lucius particularly, uh, yeah, is definitely one of the agents of change, so to speak. Like, you know, he is the the, the, the vanguard of all of the queerness, but also then sort of from that, it, it spreads outwards. And you're right, no one cares. The oh, oh, that's what it was. The only character who ever seems to have any issue and then it's quickly diffused is Izzy Hands, who is one of Blackbeard's original crew as well, is like right-hand man. And it's it's meant as a way to like kind of cartoonishly frustrate
2: is he is his desire to get them to do their chores right Cause, because because I don't even think it was necessarily the gayness of what was happening it was just the fact that they weren't doing the work that he told them to do yeah yeah and they but were I mean, enjoying the, the, they were they were enjoying themselves was it kind of was more played a little bit. Upset.
0: Yeah, no, no, it played a little bit like that. And I think they tried to sort of split, like kind of do a little bit of both at first. And then yep. later, there is a, there's a beat where you, you that breaks down and you go, okay, no, no, he's totally in on this too. So uh, we're dancing around this and it's something, again, I know, Eric, you've, you've been teased and started to see. Pat has no idea, I think, on what's coming. But like flat out, I was reading interviews. Uh, the show creator is, uh, oh God, I just lost the name, David Jenkins, I think. And uh, he did, uh, the only other show I could find it, he did stuff was Our uh, People of Earth, which I never saw. Uh, I did hear good things um, about, let's see, David, David Jenkins, yeah. Originally, the story was based, uh, based on the, the real life of this Captain Bonnet and a Blackbeard. And they had a real uh, kind of a collegial relationship at a time. And they were collaborating as pirates, which is something that wasn't very common, but also not completely unheard of, but just, you know, relatively rare and so from that i think very early on david jenkins decided to make this a romance and the romance was between the two captains so from the beginning without any you know who, whoever was cast nothing had really coalesced it was decided that this was going to be a love story between these two men and that was going to help recontextualize piracy because pirates there's so many pirate shows, pirate, pirate movies. I mean, it's pirates have been beat to death and me comics like pirates are a, such a trope, right. That they really wanted to come in and do something unique and really build this bright, uh, love letter, uh, about about, about adventure and camaraderie and all that. But like love letter, like about lovers, about like the, the relationships that bloom when you're you know in pro- close proximity with somebody else, or you find someone that, you know, delights you enough that it you are captivated and you know all of, all of the stuff that would come with a, a beautiful romance. That became the key to the show, and from there you get this delightful love story between these two men, uh, played by real life dear friends uh, and collaborators, Aris Darby and Taiko Watiti. And uh, so, Eric, you you've got the the very beginning of the obvious, like because when I look back, that was the first moment when it was like. If you hadn't been picking up on the clues and the subtext, like that. Oh, I like mean, I, I is, saw yeah.
2: all the clues and subtext. I just didn't want to like put the cart before the horse type thing.
0: Sure. Well, you don't know how they're going to actually play it out. Like you said, it, yeah. Blackbeard, when he was introduced, could have easily just been a foil or a villain or a, a guest star and come back later. You, you, I didn't expect him to be a huge part of the show at all as well. So, yeah. But but the next. The, so basically the last. It's like, it's like a two parter sort of. They're all pretty sequential. Uh, it, it, it lays bare that whole relationship, and and things happen to move the plot along very quickly, because there is an actual sort of tragic element to this. And I don't know; uh, David Jenkins has been sort of kind of careful because he doesn't know they haven't been confirmed for a second season yet. Um, it's the show's doing very well, so it's probable they'll get a second uh, season. But you know, he is he is hemmed in a bit by real real life and what happens, and sort of a tragic end to uh, Captain Bonnet. In history, however, he has been saying, like, this is not necessarily going to be the, the, the true life, you know, tale at, at all. Like, we're going to maybe take uh, departures. So, kind of like the great, one of our favorite little historical fictionalized dramas, uh, at least Eric and I, uh, it, it's that, that direction. So, yeah, now knowing that, I mean, it, it is, you can sort of look back, like you said, and see, like, the the, the bread cl- breadcrumbs, crumbs. Uh, bed crumbs um but i you know about all but take that away and it's still a great pirate adventure i mean eric i don't know if this reminded you of it but like uh curse of monkey island much <laughs> I, I never oh. played curse of monkey island what? so
1: Are you yeah me? i brush oh three pod
0: okay at least pat played it <laughs>
1: yes <laughs>
0: eric i'm shocked I'm, I'm shocked and appalled how have i known you this long you've never played monkey island um it's uh, highly recommended. By the way, you can still play it. I think good old games and like a bunch of the various little you know whatever's have it. But yeah, uh, guy Guybrush wood the protagonist of Curse of Monkey Island, which was like what a three game series from Lucas uh, Arts back in the eighties, late eighties, nineties. I
1: know at least two. I don't. I don't remember if there was a third to it. There probably was.
0: It it took the it. it what was the other so there's another like farcical pirate one um well i guess pirates of penzance is somewhat of a farcical pirate story but um the pirate movie is that is that the one that they did back in the 80s or 70s
2: yeah that sounds familiar um. so there
0: have been these light-hearted take on piracy so you know they're not treading all new ground there but it is in modern memory one of the most like You know, taking like it's kind of like what we did in what we do in shadows, taking like this dark material of vampires and making it a comedy and making it lighter and having fun with it. But still not shying away from the brutality, because, I mean, there is some brutality that is is happening on the high seas. I mean, it is uh, I don't I don't remember all the all the crazy shit, but like, you know, people get killed, (laughs) people get stabbed, people lose thumbs, (laughs) not just the scurvy. Um, what about the supporting cast you mentioned Aluande. were there any other standout like uh supporting pirates that you really enjoyed either either one of you
2: um i don't know they're pretty kind of goofish i guess um roach kind of gets a lot of good lines the Which cook one was roach again the cook
0: oh yes 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 okay
2: but yeah i'm i'm I don't feel overly connected to the rest of them as much.
0: Did you appreciate the uh, sort of office humory? Like we're going to talk through our problems. We're going to have a team meeting we're going to, we're going to do an arts and crafts day or some bolt. Like, like there's lots of those little moments that are sort of put in as sort of comic relief and to show how, In some ways, maybe Captain Bonnet's like, you know, inspired to to do better as a pirate leader,
2: but also kind of incompetent, doesn't know what he's doing. Well, sure. And that's kind of where the relationship with Blackbeard comes from, in in that um, at first Blackbeard's just fascinated by something different to be out on the ocean Um, and um, just sees this buffoon out here and his... Uh, glammed up uh, ship, um, his yassified pirate ship, if you will, um, <laughs> with hidden closets and libraries, um, and the and, so and the,
1: uh, the ballroom,
2: yeah, <laughs> two chandeliers—that's overkill. Um, <laughs> and and then, so they have something to learn from each other. Where Steed kind of learns to be a better captain from. Um, ed and ed kind of picks up more of the finer things in life
0: Um, and ed being edward teach which is blackbeard's real name Mm -hmm. um i do really enjoy the storyline of blackbeard being so weary of the legend that he has become and how there's just nothing left to excite him anymore in piracy and then along comes like you said captain bonnet and his bizarre uh ridiculous ship and crew and bumbling but also very creative in his own right like uh, i think my favorite one of my favorite moments is the fuckery episode yeah (laughs) where basically pirates are like pranksters as well they're not just trying to like you know kill and and rape and pillage they actually sometimes just want to fuck with you and so they pull this prank on this uh is it a spanish no Uh, a dutch merchant ship Yes, the Dutch merchant ship. And they, they do this whole, you know what it reminded me of? So back in the day, Eric and I were in a fraternity, and we used to have uh, haunted houses in the music building. And, like, effectively, that's what they did in the ship. They, they, they set up this haunted house of horrors that um, the crew got all into, but were completely inept at pulling off um, with dumb special effects and all this stuff. And uh, you know, it's like not convincing them whatsoever. They're like, "Okay, this is stupid." But then they, um, Blackbeard is sort of watching, and sort of you know, they, they, the whole idea with this is Blackbeard is really not sure what he's doing with all of the the, the Captain Steed stuff at this point. And his right hand, Izzy, is like, "You are only doing this so we can steal his crew and his ship, or whatever." Like, you are not you are not actually really going to keep this guy alive. Like, you, you can't do captains. This is just nonsense. So Blackbeard is like literally about to, you know, in theory, kill uh, Steed, and sees all of this, and you know, his heart's not in it anyway. But um, the they 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 deploy the Kraken, <laughs> this this horrible like effect that they're like just taking like I don't even know what the, what it was like seaweed or something and beating the window, and you know they're trying to scare the uh, the the Dutch, but they end up freaking uh, um, what's his name. Uh, Blackbeard out because of this whole story he told about seeing a Kraken as a child. Then you find out that he actually murdered his father. And so now he's like being faced with this whole thing. Anyway, it's a delightful, like real moment. Like it's funny and kind of ridiculous and farcical, but then there's this lovely, this is one of the first moments where you start to see this, this love, this, this, this relationship deepening between Blackbeard and, uh, and Steed. So I just, I love that whole episode. It's ridiculous. And then it ends with that like lovely, note you know of of their relationship so um i don't know what else what else what else has this show done that surprised you i mean pat you've only seen a couple episodes in but i mean is any of this like uh what do you how are you thinking about this and what what have you seen that you really like
1: so this is kind of outside of my normal realm of shows that i would watch normally um the humor like i having watched a couple episodes of what we do in the shadows and and uh, it, it normally it doesn't connect with me um this hasn't exactly grabbed me where I'm sitting there going hey this is the greatest show on earth I like it I've enjoyed the almost three episodes that i've I've gotten through um I'm right at the point where uh big Jackie is like it's kind of that the the going into the the third act of this episode and uh, Jim is almost found out because big Jackie was. Very turned on by the fact that uh, there was a thief, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know, like the cameos so far have been great. I enjoyed the episode prior to that. I think it's episode two where they um, run the ship uh, ashore on the island. Yeah, um, there, there was a couple of pieces. One that try was awesome. Oh, okay. um, yes. <laughs> And then I I definitely got a chuckle out of the fact when um, the tribe had Steed and I forget the other one. Was it Black Pete in uh, yeah, the cage? Yeah. Uh,
2: or, or Lucius. Was it Black Pete or Lucius? It, it was uh, Black Pete. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, I think that's who I think it was. Yeah, and I like yeah, Black right. Pete, too, because for like being kind of the least queer of the crew, he is also one of the sassiest. Yes. Because yes. he's just like, he's like, well, you know, what should we do with the the hostages? You mean, aside from killing them? Like, it's, it's all like the, the kind of direct, like, motherfucker, what? And I appreciate that. But they are in the cage and they see the, the tribe. And I think it was Steed makes a comment about, oh, we thought we were, you were going to eat them. <laughs> and then we'll one, and uh, I don't remember if it was Olawande or, one of the tribe members and like that's racist it's it's the
0: tribe it's the (laughs) tribe guy yeah that thing with the tribe this is like the you know aboriginal people on this island or whatever like it's the complete deconstruction of the way we typically have depicted or aboriginal tribes in the Caribbean or the Pacific or where, where, I mean, they're they're, what's kind of confusing is they're meant to probably be in the, in the Atlantic in, in, in most uh, historical, whatever, that's where most of the piracy happened. But these, these tribal uh, people look like they're in the Polynesian islands, but whatever, be that as it may, the the trope is still, and then they, they do cast from a few different ethnicities to kind of round that out. But um, they, they, they totally pull apart all of the like myths, like, but even having them in cages and showing like this, this like what is it like a, 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 a some kind of like a food being barbecued sort of thing, and and then you find out oh wait no that's that's actually just a uh, whatever and it's not it's not a person <laughs> they're not they're not yeah. they not cannibals they're not savages they're they're just they're just they're just doing their thing and I love all of that Anytime I see a show try to like be funny but still pull apart those tropes and and do something new is is and and more probably accurate or or whatever you know it, it, I love that.
1: Yeah, um, tearing apart the uh, the the colonizer point of view yes. and uh, everything that's been kind of disseminated uh, from that. But it, it it what really made me giggle in that whole thing was when Olawande comes uh, comes up and he gets handed a drink. I'm like, did they give you a drink? It's like, yeah, so something you know, rum, coconut. And I was like, first off, it sounds delicious, and then second off, they uh, they turn around and like, oh yeah, we just have a problem with the light skins and then seed is like oh the light skins <laughs> it was like yeah yeah it just it made me think of all the times when uh, like you see stuff on social media and it's like oh the white people are at it again and then you know the the white people who are not those white people are like goddamn the white people are at it again it just it gave me it gave me a, a hearty chuckle at that and just seeing kind of to the point you were making earlier about how no one really kind of cares for the most part about the queerness of the crew when they are when they go through all of that. It's towards the end of the episode, and they're getting the boat back in the water. Uh, Olawande is offered by I, I don't even want to like misspeak on what the positioning is, but like the um, one of the chieftains or the priests of the the tribe. Uh, is walking with him and he offers him a place with the tribe. He's like, you can stay here with us. And he's like, oh, I have, you know, somebody on the ship. And the chief is like, oh, you're in love. Like, it's so not even a a thought, a second glance at the whole thing. So it, it definitely has its moments, even just a couple episodes in, where even if it's not necessarily your thing or, you know, sometimes you don't you're not sucked into the realm of like oh my god this is so amazing because so many people that i know not even just from the show but in um, in life have connected with like what we do in the shadows and and these other kind of similar programs or films and i i i'm warming up to this for sure so i, I will more than likely get through the rest of the season and, uh, and and partially because I'm a completionist, but I'm not doing this in a Gotham-esque hate watch. Good. So that's always a positive. <laughs> that is a positive sign of approval from me when it comes down to a show. If I am watching it to complete it, but I'm not hate watching it, that's a thumbs up. I will
0: say that I struggled with the first episode mightily. I thought, I, I think I stopped and started it several times. It, it really does take until Blackbeard is on the screen and like a force there it gets better and better each episode. So you're getting really close, but like that's when it all locks in and you go, okay, I don't know what this is doing, but I see this is more fun. Um, and uh, I was reading about that with David Jenkins, you know, reading an interview with the creator. And he's like, he's like having these two actors is amazing, but I really wanted to have space for captain bonnet, who is the star of the show. I mean, he's, is, he is the main like protagonist, right. To have his space to really establish his foppish, nonsense and and you know so so the story with bonnet and this is true he left his family uh he was an english nobleman and left his family uh basically behind suddenly to go be a pirate and i think there's a lot that they don't know about the motivations and all this stuff um but that's that's what happens and he goes off and you don't get a lot of the backstory up front for him you do eventually especially at the last i think the last episode you get to see all of it, and sort of like a nice uh, somewhere in the middle, you get to see like the backstory when he leaves or whatever. But yeah, you get a he, nice.
2: He's he's in a fever dream, and he kind of recounts uh, his past.
0: Yeah, that's what it was. Um, but you you get some completion on that. There's some delightful uh, another cameo. If you're a fan of Tim and Eric, I think it's Tim Heidecker shows up as a great role. Uh, there's another actress who I cannot ever remember her name, but when you see her, you'll be like, Oh, her!" just Great. Um, But yeah, no, it's great. It just, just, it's, uh, there's just so much beautiful, beautiful in the show, but you're right, Pat, as soon as you get through these first three, it gets a lot easier and you think you'll be more, I think you'll be a little more engaged.
1: Um, Yeah. And I mean, I, it's tough for me because I realized that I tend to have a little bit of ADHD when it comes to watching shows. Um, But the first episode, I I definitely agree. I got through, I went through it in one sitting because uh, it was kind of a last minute watch, but it definitely was a bit of a a slog to get through just because there's kind of so much going on and you're not sure where it's going to be and then the whole thing with the flags and all all of this stuff, but even from the second episode, it definitely hit more of a stride, so if by the time that that Blackbeard is actually a part of the the cast and on the show, then I, that that makes it even better because I'm already I've already enjoyed the these you know almost three full episodes, so it, it's definitely a a thing to look forward to going into the upcoming episodes for sure.
0: Um, but yeah, if you have not checked out uh our what our our flag means death. You should do so, uh, especially because it did. The, all the episodes are out. It did uh, wrap uh, its last episode, what last week or two weeks ago. Whenever you're hearing this uh, in the past, um, and we don't know if it's coming back. So, of course, watching it and getting excited about it, and uh, indulging in all the uh, uh, the fan fiction and uh, great imagery that that has been produced now because of this delightful love story, uh, you, you can enjoy uh, without being spoiled. Well. You've already spoiled now if you haven't seen it. But please go watch this. We hope it, you enjoy it as much as we did. Um, and we'll, maybe we'll try to get BJ to watch it at some point. I was kind of surprised BJ. BJ's not here because he had not seen it at all. And I was like, I think you really like this. I think this would be something you'd enjoy. But uh, I guess not dark and twisted enough for him.
1: <laughs> I mean, it's not trying to pull all the feels yet. So there's still hope to get him uh, roped into the show.
0: That's true. Yeah, he will have make sure he doesn't listen to this episode. But yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm glad we had a space to talk about it. And again, I'm really hopeful that, like, so many communities will really, you know, enjoy the representation they're seeing in this show. Um, it's it, it really was a labor of love, I think, from the cast to make it as um, representative of all of the people in the world who don't get enough of that. Uh, so that that's just, I'm very delighted by that. Uh, and the ending, by the way, is a little bit of a cliffhanger. And um, just warn you now, uh, get ready to be frustrated because it's one of those. Uh, hopefully, if we don't get a second season, uh, a lot of people are going to be pissed off. <laughs> so anyway, uh, if you are loving what you're doing, what what, what we're doing, I know uh, I'm going to butcher this unless Pat steps in because uh, there's lots of fun ways you can support us.
1: <laughs> if you are enjoying our show and everything that we put out on the uh, Nerdy Show Network, go check us out online at flameonshow.com. From there, you can check out all of our social media, our YouTube presence, Twitch, all of that. All the links are right there on our website, including a link to our Threadless shop. Go check out our swag. And uh, you can also check out patreon.com forward slash flame on show and join us at any one of the four levels that we are currently offering, including our $10 House of X level, where you can become a co-host for one of our pop culture roundup episodes just like joel did not too long ago and uh and also get some additional swag and uh some other fun perks so with that being said thank you gentlemen for this conversation i'm looking forward to catching up on a couple more episodes of this uh maybe even today before i i work later on we'll see but uh go check out uh, our flag means death, now streaming on HBO Max. Go check it out. And we'll be back in two weeks for our next pop culture roundup. Until then, peace. Arr. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha